This must look to you, Miss Evans, and to be completely honest, I'm not sure how it all came to this. Little by little, then, all at once, I suppose. Mm. What I'm trying to say is that whatever it might look like on the outside, our son is here. He's very much with us. Do you understand, Miss Evans? Yes. Good. Oh, good, that's very good. Hey guys, welcome back to Spooky Tuesday, a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers, thrillers, monster movies, and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week. My name is Sydney Thompson. I'm Monica Height. And I'm Chelsea Duff. And this week we are talking about a little known masterpiece of cinema. Um, Masterpiece. Some of you might just refer to it as the greatest movie of all time, but it does have a real title, and that title is The Boy, a film that came out in 2016, which was a terrible year for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) This was the one bright spot in the shittest year of all time. Thank God we had the greatest movie of all time in the shittest year of all time. Otherwise, it would have been a total loss. I don't know. Y'all are forgetting Summer 16, baby. That was a vibe. Okay, okay. Also, 2020 was, like, pretty bad. I don't know if you recall. It happened recently. I can't Um, remember. I didn't like it. I didn't love it. Um, I will say... I was out the whole year, so I can't (laughs) recall. (laughs) I will say I didn't see any movies that came out in 2020 that were quite um, on this level. But there is a boy sequel that came out in 2019, and to me, we can kind of just like round up, you know. Um, and, and yeah, I I choose not to comment on the boy uh, sequel because I heard that it has like two percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something truly abysmal like that, and I don't Ooh. see it as canon. I feel like this movie should have been a standalone, but of course, I have not seen it, so I won't shit shit on my girl Katie Holmes totally quite yet but i probably will after seeing it because that's what i've heard to expect um but sydney sydney please clue in our lovely listeners about what this fantastic film is about okay so this film is about it start it starts with greta who is who's actually lauren cohen from the walking dead oh yeah like that's where she's from it took me a while and i was like Oh, that's where she's from. But she is an American nanny who goes to a spooky English manor house to watch over a weird ass couple's quote unquote son who turns out to be a porcelain doll and strange occurrences ensue. That is a beautiful synopsis. (laughs) Thank you. So, I mean... We watched this movie for the first time. When was it? Over the summer last year? I'm going to check my calendar, actually, because I would love to know when we had that experience. Um, yeah. Contextualize it a little bit. Um, how deep into the quarantine yeah. were we? That will really inform how, like, how we reacted. <laughs> Our original perception of this movie. Yes. 
<laughs> August. August 2020. August 4th, specifically. Mm, I was on, like, okay. month three of being unemployed. So, yeah, this would have been the light of my life at that time. <laughs> Late summer. <laughs> so we watched this movie um, back in August of 2020 with our original Spooky crew. And um, it was one, it was a, we had a riotous reaction to this film. um, And it was a very split reaction. Um, As you can tell, Monica, this is Monica. She is (laughs) forming the narrative for the episode today. Yeah, you got Um, so mad when you thought I was introducing it last week that I'm really just like not, not bothering to butt in right now. I'm letting you have all of your space, hoping maybe you can get it all out of your system. Yeah, I mean, you got so mad at me last week when you thought that I was going to introduce this episode and bias everyone's uh, perspective that I just I let you go ahead maybe maybe get some of it out of your system in the beginning of this episode um I mean I don't know that that we can fully drain the tank on that one um I've got a feeling you're you're gonna give me the whole tank of my life um but I but I am I did bide my time for a minute until I can be like, this is a bad movie. Um, I will get into it further, but I just feel like, um, you know, I did, I had seen the trailer when we watched it in August. Um, Mm -hmm. I used to be a really big Walking Dead fan, actually. um, And that's another story. But I was a really big Walking Dead fan. And so I recognized Lauren Cohen in the trailers. And I was like, oh, interesting. Like, oh, maybe I'd like to see that. And I had an idea of what the movie was. um, Never got around to actually seeing it. And then there there are a couple of different facets here that make me not um totally vibe with this film um the the fact that it is not the film that i thought it would be is only one of them um mm-hmm. but i i am hesitant to jump into that right off the bat um because that does go to the end of the movie usually i like to you know um give people a little a few minutes of yeah. to be like Am I loving this episode so much that I'm willing to spoil this movie for myself? Um, For this movie in particular, let Mm -hmm. me just say right now, like, this movie is so incredible to me. One, because the bar was the floor for me. Uh, I literally, (laughs) going into this movie, had not seen the trailer. Sydney and I were on the same page. Had not seen the trailer. Had you seen it before you watched in August? No, no. No. Oh my god, I thought you guys had both seen it. No. No. And you just genuinely liked it at your first glance like that? Yes. Yes, Of course. Yes, of course. This movie is genius. It's genius. Okay, it's incredible. So like, one, okay, I expected it to be a flaming garbage can to smell rancid to make me feel physically ill. So that really helped me love it so much because I was truly... <laughs> I was truly expecting to hate it because you know me, I'm a fucking hater. Um, and so, like, if listeners, if you have not listened yet, set your bar, or excuse me, if you have not watched yet, set your bar at the floor. Set your bar maybe six free- feet under so you can only be excited by it being even remotely okay. That's something that I do for many things and it really helps me stay positive. Maybe <laughs> you should have let me introduce this movie after all instead of being like, it is called the greatest movie of all time. No, I'm qualifying <laughs> it. I'm right now. I'm qualifying it right now. Um, 
Because you would have been, it's the worst movie of all time. And And that would have given people the the preparation they need to go in and enjoy it, apparently. Well, I'm doing that right now. I thought it was going to be a real movie, and I was disappointed. Okay, it well, was a real movie. Excuse you. Jesse, I need you to stop speaking for me uh, because I'm talking about my first perception okay, of the okay, film. First okay. Perception of the film. okay. So, okay. The, so, listener, if you have not watched this movie yet, like, please don't let me spoil it for you because the pure, raw joy that I felt watching the twist in this film, like is something that I have not met again in my life. I have not reached that high again because I was expecting it to be garbage. The twist, it hit even harder. So this is a good time for you to pause and go watch the film. We'll give you a few seconds. We will always be chasing that high. That is the twist of the boy. (laughs) Seriously. Like I knew it was coming. And I had a great time still. Yes, okay. it was coming. That's what I was going to say. The second time watching the movie, I was like, oh, God, I'm probably not going to like it as much. It's going to be another Annabelle creation situation where I watch it again. And I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking that this was good? And then I'll be ashamed and I'll be ashamed on the pod again two weeks in a row or three. Well, no, that was two weeks ago. Whatever. <laughs> two times in Dolman. Um, But... I had a really great time watching it the second time because knowing what the twist was, I was like Easter egg, Easter egg, Easter egg. And I took a lot of detailed notes. (laughs) I will say the first probably like 45 minutes hour of rewatching this movie, it was a a struggle for me and it was really hard. And I, I really had to fight myself because every moment I was like, I wish I could be literally anywhere else doing literally anything else. But then I did start to enjoy myself a little bit because it's ridiculous. Not because this movie is good, but because there is, there is um, one moment in the end-ish zone that um, lives in my heart and it does make me laugh when I think about it. So, I mean, there are lots of moments that make me laugh because, again, this movie is completely ridiculous. Um, It just, I feel like I'm laughing at the movie and not with the movie, maybe in the way that you are, or are you also laughing at the movie? I like movies for a lot of different reasons. If they make me feel joy, it doesn't have to be because they're really good. But I do think that this movie is good. This movie is impeccable. <laughs> okay, where should we start? Okay, so right off the bat with this movie. <laughs> Chelsea's exasperated side. <laughs> I guess we have to start talking. I guess we have to talk about, about the movie. <laughs> Chelsea, you really should have poured yourself a drink for this episode like both Sydney and I did. (laughs) You know, I wish that it were yesterday and I could just um, turn my whole brain off for the rest of the night. Unfortunately, that is not on the table for me today. Um, But, you know, hit me in a couple of days when it's the weekend and I've gotten my second dose and I'm home at my parents' house and my mommy is making me spaghetti and then, like, it'll be a different story and I'll be so happy to to start preparing memes about the boy to post on social or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> no, Chelsea's going to be just like, God, I can't believe it. I'm going to be like mad the whole time. The whole, the whole week I'm going to be struggling. Um, but it's yeah. fine. And I love what we do. 
Chelsea, I'm so glad that you are the voice of the pod on social and therefore shaped the narrative. Okay, well, what, I guess we should finally start talking about the movie, so get out your exasperated sigh. <laughs> okay, but just um, one thing about the movie, actually, that I do yeah. plan to highlight on social and is coming to my brain now. Um, why is the fashion so bad? Like, why oh. is Greta dressed like Hey Arnold with the little plaid shirt hanging out underneath a sweater all the time? Greta's a basic bitch. Like, that's she, the thing that fashion sucks is, about her. That coral dress, ugly. I hate it. It's not a, Okay, it's not a bad dress, but it's like you would wear that dress to go to church if you were someone who went to church. That's not the kind of dress that you would wear on a date. It doesn't even fit with the rest of her clothes. I just feel like, um, did they spend all of the budget on this spooky mansion? And I so when it came so. to her fashion, they were just like just show up in whatever you packed in your bag, Lauren Cohen. And she's like, I only brought my yet-to-be-destroyed clothes from The Walking Dead. And they were like, that's fine. Just throw it on. I feel like the budget was spent entirely on the spooky house, and then the rest of it was all on the Brahms porcelain doll, especially because apparently in the, the trivia for this movie, people would take the doll, the cast would take the doll and, like, hide it places all throughout like the the studio or wherever they were recording and one time they put it outside of someone's trailer and they got so upset that they threw it and it shattered so then they had to throw out the wardrobe budget and spend it on was remaking it trailer yeah i was gonna say do you think someone was actually that scared that they picked up the doll and threw it or do they do you think they like recognized what was going on and what movie they were working on and they were like how do I put a stop to this before it even starts if I just destroy the star of this movie maybe they'll cancel the whole release and everyone can go back to living their productive normal lives um and they said guess what you little shit you're fired and we're making a new doll and unfortunately all the rest of us just got like trapped in this little garbage heap I don't know yeah, I don't think it was that. Um, it might I, have been. <laughs> I don't think any of the people in the in in this movie have like fire enough careers to be able to get away with that kind of bullshit. <laughs> Someone behind the scenes who's like, "My name is the tiniest in the credits. This movie means nothing to me, and I'll get another movie where my name is tiny in the credits. I will take this one for the team." They, they really tried to do um, something good, and I salute them, and I'm so sorry that it didn't work out. <laughs> well, okay. I'm not. That said, <laughs> it's not our fault that Greta has terrible fashion sense. I tried not to even think about what was on her body most of the time. So bad. I was, yeah, like... And also, I don't care about The Walking Dead. I have watched, like, many hours of it, but I was unconscious for, like, most of that time. So my body hmm. saw the movie. Like, my body experienced, excuse me, the, my body experienced the show, but it did not absorb anything. So I didn't recognize that girl at all. Um, the cast- my, only, my only experience with The Walking Dead is all of The Walking Dead mazes at Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. <laughs> That's it. I did not watch the show. And it's my but- least favorite maze at Halloween Horror Nights. It is filmed, like, right around where I grew up in Georgia, so you would always see, Ooh. like, z- weird zombies just, like, in a field. Sure. <laughs> um, All right. Okay. So, when this movie starts out, I didn't really have any thoughts at all until Malcolm entered the picture. His name is Malcolm, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, good, 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 good. I'm good at getting those things wrong. 
Um, I keep calling him I, Marcus. So if you hear me say Marcus, I mean Malcolm. It's Malcolm. <laughs> That's what you mean. Got it. Um, Paige, but I Tina, do Malcolm, Marcus. You know. I do have to say that, like, right off the bat, Greta's doing some like dumb bitch shit because, like, I don't understand why her first thought was just like to enter the home when no one had invited her in yet and then also like just the taking off her shoes so she could sneak around the house like why okay opposite thought actually because I was like of course she lets herself in the driver just told her the people aren't there yet but like what's she gonna do wait outside they sent a car to get her so obviously they mean for her to go in the house I thought it was very um considerate that she took her shoes off because wearing <laughs> shoes inside, you know, I've done it sometimes. And I do it at, in the downstairs at my parents' house sometimes. But that's because other people are doing it. And so if I walk around barefoot, I can feel the little dirt particles sometimes. You know what I mean? But shoes don't go upstairs because they're dirty. And it is very nice to take your shoes off at somebody else's house. Even though her socks, so ugly. I'm like, okay, wait. Made me so mad. Um, this is something we also have to talk about because I... I looked at her socks and I was like, these are a one stripe off from a thin blue line yes! black. And I was, like, I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? I was like, Greta is in my questionable book right away, right off the bat. Right away. And even if they were normal American flag socks, ugly. 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 Why do you need to do that? Just to Gray be like, just another black? reminder, Lauren Cohen is American in this movie, even though she's got a British accent in real life and it's not relevant to the role that she's American. I feel like it is relevant to the role because it makes Cole later on in the film seem that much creepier that he went literally across the fucking globe to go stalk her. Fair enough. England is small, you know what I mean? Anything is like an eight-hour drive maximum, I guess, still. So Greta, the reason she's taken this nanny role, one, she's not told it's a fucking porcelain doll, which could you imagine (laughs) getting there to be like, okay, so like these old people are definitely- They definitely have- some things going on with them <laughs> it's mental illness love <laughs> they're 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 having their own um experience they sure are um i i hesitate to pathologize you know um but they are taking care of a, a doll you know they sure are taking care of a doll they're coping with grief in a very non-traditional way you know but whatever works honey But Greta's also coping with grief because she has escaped an incredibly abusive relationship. And that's why she's like, you know what? I guess this is better than being back in America. I'm definitely going to take care of this doll. You're going to fly all the way from America to a whole new country and agree to nanny a child for two months with their parents gone and you've never even met the child? That's a recipe for disaster already. Like, that's already a horror movie. You know what I mean? You're going to just hire a stranger to look after your child for two months? I know it's a doll. She figures out that it's a doll, presumably on some level, and we'll get into that later, but the parents are like, it's a doll. But also... 
is it a dog? This is our child. This is our child, and you have to kiss him goodnight every night, and you have to dress him in the morning, and you have to really project when you're reading him poetry so that he can hear you loud and clear. And it's like, hmm, you wonder why she has to fucking project and play music so loud all the time. That's perhaps a plot point. Um, Yes. When do we get to spoil the twist? (laughs) Now, Now I think it's fine. Okay, because it's, like, really hard to talk about this movie knowing what I know now without yeah. letting you all know. But, okay, but it's so been, the big... It's been, like, 30 minutes, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I gave you that little time where I sang mm-hmm. the Jeopardy song where you could have left, so there you yeah. go. Um, but, anyway, you find out in the final chapter of this movie that little baby... Well, actually, should we do it yet? Because we haven't even explained anything about the kid. Nah, it's fine. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> Little baby Brahms, who supposedly died in a fire when he was on his seventh birthday, did not die. Eighth birthday. birthday. (laughs) Did not die in the fire, though he was horrifically maimed. He lived on in the walls of the home, doing a myriad of horrible things throughout his life. And his parents just kept the doll for some for show <laughs> when you say kept the doll you imply that the doll already existed tell me more is this a theory that you've developed is this something you've given thought to i would love to hear what your perception of the origin story of this doll is i just like i i want to think think about this because okay your son is a murderer this is this is the backstory brahms was a weird kid and his own father, while very, very drunk, described him as odd. Odd. Yeah. The only word he said, odd. Odd. And, you know. Well, he uh, couldn't say anything more because Brahms was listening, was listening. in the walls. Exactly. <laughs> Brahms is like, you little bitch, don't you say shit about me. He's like getting mad and he's getting heated. Yeah. And so I guess little Brahms was super jealous of his little friend, Emily, who they show Emily in a picture at one point. She's making the most heinous face I've ever seen. It's so funny. She's like, (laughs) and then she knows Brahms is weird and she knows it's not fair that she's there forced to play with him. Yeah. And so Brahms apparently literally beats her head in, in the forest. And then when about to be confronted about this, I guess sets the home ablaze and thusly, his parents pretend he's dead so he doesn't go to little British baby Juvie. <laughs> I guess that's okay, the plan. Also, all of this would have been avoided if they just put him in Juvie because he was eight. He would have gotten out in a decade. Yeah, maybe they could have, like, helped Rehabilitated. I don't, I, don't know. I don't know what Juvie does. I don't know if it would have been helpful. Probably not. But either way, this was an interesting choice for them to have made. Um, but okay, I mean, I feel like he, unless he grew up with a small doll that looked exactly like him, which could be true because we just had Rebecca on last week and her father <laughs> made an exact replica doll of her when she was five years old. So like maybe it's a very similar type of energy. Maybe the Heelshires also renewed their vows yeah. and they were like, Brahms looks so nice today in his little suit. What if we memorialized him as a porcelain doll? Oh, yeah. Okay. That, and also, I figured it out. (laughs) Okay. They probably, like, realize that Brahms is alive, right? They find him. Maybe he goes, hides in the wall to escape the fire. Um, 
And then they're like, oh, fuck, what do I do about this? Like, people are going to find out he's alive and they're going to take him away from us. How do we get people to not ask questions and to not come around? Let's do something utterly bizarre that will ostracize us from the community. Let us make a doll of our son and pretend it is alive. And that'll kind of seal the deal. And I think it seems like it works because no one comes to that goddamn house except for the guy who drives the car and Malcolm. <laughs> that is a very interesting thought. Marcus. And and one I'm willing to, to some degree, get on board with. But frankly, that is the most interesting part of the movie for me. Like, this movie, in, in my opinion, just one woman's opinion, has no um, internal logic and doesn't make any sense. Um... But that's what I'm super interested in is like, how did this doll come to be? Did did Brahms himself make the doll? Did he make it when he was eight, nine years old? Has he been updating the doll over the years? You know what I mean? Like, how did he get his parents to to behave in such a way around the doll? Um, because there's a, a lot of questions there. Okay, here's my thing. Um, we learn in the movie that... Mr. and Mrs. Heelshire, or as they call each other, Mummy and Daddy, um, which really oh. upsets me. I do not like that. And I don't like when my parents do it either. When they're like... Your parents do that? They have... My mom has done it once. Like, it's recent, and I don't know why. But she'll be like, Dad, do you want anything? And I'm like, that's not your dad. That's my dad. Um, okay. But Even if she said Daddy, better, that would be worse. Though. Yeah, Dad she is better than Daddy. Dad. Like, she's like, you need to come meet daddy. And I was like, wait, 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 I was like, what kind of turn is this movie making? I was like, please tell me that she said Danny and that she's just being chill with her husband's first name. But I was like, no, she just referred to him as Mr. Heelshire like five seconds ago. Yes, they only call each other Mr. and Mrs. Heelshire or mummy and daddy. And I hate it. And I think it's the worst. This is why I call my parents by their first name because I also hate when people do that. Like, I don't even like calling mm. my parents mom and dad. I'm like, no, no, you have names. Everybody knows. We're all adults here. It's not a secret anymore. We've acknowledged that you were given a name at your birth like most people were. Oh, I've been doing this since I was like two. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I've my entire life I've been calling them Mark and Helen. This really <laughs> informs my knowledge of your relationship with them. <laughs> but okay, so watching this movie, like knowing the twist though, was so mm-hmm. fun for me because I was like, God, they're like on the low, low key, but kind of on the high, high key, trying to tell her that they've set her up for a life of like torture and death from okay i have set her up for failure but here's yeah, here's the thing um so so mommy and daddy in this movie um they they found a nanny for brahms to come live with him because spoiler alert they're gonna kill themselves um and they kind of behave as though they're I mean, obviously they're gonna, they say in their their suicide note that they write to Brahms that they're like, we can't live with ourselves for what we've allowed you to become. May God forgive us all, which like, all right. Um, but, but so they clearly feel regret and they clearly feel horror with themselves and with their actions, but also they're so loving with the doll. You know what I mean? Like they don't act afraid of the doll or anything like that and so it's like well if you're gonna kill yourself anyway then like 
why are you fishing for your son ahead of time? You know what I mean? Unless, I mean, I guess maybe they just really do love him. Um, and so yeah. that, that's why they're like touching the well, doll's cheek and they're like, my little sweet. But also, like, then why not just stay? You know what I mean? And just take. Well, here's the thing I think that they're scared of him. That's what the motivation is. Like, they've created. He's 28 years old, and he's like a strong young man at this point. He can overpower their asses in a second. And they know that he's super freaky. We don't know for sure if he's killed other people, but it feels like he's been doing he some says weird he fucked has. up shit. Oh, yeah. what is he? When does he say that? There's a line um, when at the very, very end um, when Greta is escaping, and and he's talking about Malcolm and Big Boy Brahms says um, some other things, and then if you leave, I'll kill him. I'll kill him just like the others. Oh, um, yep, I remember. So that, there yeah. are others other than poor little Emily Cribs, R.I.P. Emily Cribs, um, who's the the eight year old that he brained back in the day. Um, I don't know. I just feel Wait. like I'm so I'm so much more invested in like how we got to this point with Brahms than anything to do with the the movie that we actually watched. And if okay, here's the other thing. So Chelsea, are you saying that you are into Brahms creation? <gasps> actually, here's the thing I would be down for Brahms creation. <laughs> I will one hundred percent be down for Brahms creation. Um, but also if is this, this what Brahms like, the boy too is about? No, it's not. I read the Wikipedia summary. <laughs> this is why I won't okay. be watching it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Brahms the boy too is like, seems, I haven't watched it. So don't know for sure. Seems kind of like it's more of what, um, people thought the boy would be, but also it takes place after this movie and it doesn't like negate any of the lore in this movie other than the doll is not smashed. It's freshly made. Um, well, not freshly made. He finds it like buried in the woods. So I guess who knows um, time period and who knows if there are a bunch of other porcelain dolls buried out in the woods. Um, and maybe, maybe like I said, <laughs> yeah, maybe like I said, Brahms made that first doll at age nine and he's been perfecting his porcelain doll craft over these years and every now and then he just replaces the doll. I mean, who knows? There's so much room for lore here um but the thing about this movie um that that sydney touched on a little bit is like mr and mrs keelshire are dealing with the trauma of not actually losing their son but discovering that their son is a monster a um and and then greta comes in and she's dealing with the trauma of escaping an abusive relationship but part of that abusive relationship is that she got pregnant and then lost the baby yeah. due to her ex-boyfriend's abuse and so she's also kind of like okay do you guys i know that you do but for the for the sake of this podcast episode i'm going to ask the question do you guys know what reborn dolls are oh yes yes yeah okay good um oh yes yeah. So they are, if anybody doesn't know, they're, they're very realistic looking baby dolls. Um, and it seems to me, from what I can grasp, that a lot of people get them. Some people just are like, I would like a very realistic baby doll. Some people are also dealing with um, having lost a child. Um, and it's like a baby doll to take care of. And, and mm -hmm. some people are just like, 
my child grew up, but he sure was a cute baby, and I liked him memorialized at oh, Rebecca style. I don't know. Um, but but she kind of forms this like reborn baby doll attachment to doll Brahms in the movie. Yeah. Um. When she, after okay, she first of all, in the beginning of the movie. They, the Mr. and Mrs. Heelshire, they leave and they give her this like set of 10 rules. And first of all, number 10 is kiss goodnight. Um, <laughs> but any, um, number 10 is kiss goodnight. But then they leave and immediately she's like, I'm not doing this shit. Um, and so she just chills. I, first of all, okay. I would do it in the beginning. Wouldn't you try for like a couple of days to be like, I feel like somehow they're going to know if I don't do this. I, and then I once you try. start doing it, you'd be like, I feel ridiculous. I'm not doing this anymore. But immediately I would do she's it like, for no. the first day because yeah. I'd be like, what if they come back? What if they come back? They what if they're secretly a camera? Even though she says there's no self-service or Wi-Fi, I would be like, somehow they're going to know. Because these are people that have me caring for their doll child. Of course, they'd be spying on you. You know what no, I mean? No, of course. Of but course. also, but also I will say that mm-hmm. I kind of loved, I know I really loved that like mm-hmm. they walk out the door and she just like takes off her shoes again and she makes herself a PB&J and fills up her glass to the brim with red wine. And I'm oh, like, yeah. all right, we're going straight into it. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, a I mean, mood. She, yeah, I, she day one is like, anyway, I guess I'll just chill. Um, And it's only later on that she's like, oh, I have to take care of this doll because scary things are happening. And eventually she's like, the doll is alive. And now it's my child. She just immediately, the second she thinks the doll is alive, she's like, oh, I'm mommy now. Um, And then the second that Malcolm thinks the doll is alive, they're like, oh, now we're mommy and daddy and we're going to. We hadn't even kissed before. There'd been a little flirtation. Obviously, we liked each other. But now we are parents of this child, and we're fully stepping into this role. To me, that gave my brain ideas where I was like, wouldn't it have been more interesting if Mr. and Mrs. Heelshire were, like, a previous nanny who had stepped into the mommy-daddy role, and now they were passing on the mommy-daddy role? You know what I mean? But instead, they were like, here, have this girl to be your wife, Brahms. Like, here, this girl is yours. She's your doll now. Like, that's, no, 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 no. That's not fun to me. <laughs> okay, well, you're not giving Malcolm his full, his full, uh, what am I trying to say? You're not giving him the 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 right credit. I can't talk. Credit, there we go. The right credit there, because he is a skeptical mother motherfucker. And I have to say that throughout this entire movie, it was just me going back and forth about how I felt about Michael, Michael, Malcolm, because like Marcus, (laughs) Marcus, Marcus. Malcolm, any M name will do. Um, But from the get go, I was like, this is the hottest man ever. Not ever, but like pretty close. I love British In this movie, at least. He's definitely the hottest man in this movie. Wow. (laughs) Oh my God. We'll get to that. (laughs) We'll get to that. But I think it's because he looks like James Blake to me and like James Blake man if you're listening James um I will be the third to you and Jamila anyway moving on um but he just confuses me throughout the movie because 
he does like so many like really sweet and good things but then he also does a bunch of fucked shit too like the fact that he does not say a single peep to warn her that he's about she's about to be the babysitter of a doll a porcelain spooky ass doll with like honestly brahms has like gorgeous soap brows i don't know if you guys noticed that (laughs) but like very pc very full very nice very on trend um before his time in 2016 so look at him um but like he first he does that red flag but then also he reads her gum and i thought that that was hot (laughs) he's like i'm clairvoyant and i'm reading your gum and then like he wants to show her out on the town blah 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 i think that's nice but then he just leaves when she doesn't answer the door and she's trapped in the attic and i was like which is like why wouldn't he let himself in first of all that doesn't even make sense to me like he clearly has a key to the house if you were there to pick somebody up for a date and you also work in this house and they didn't answer wouldn't you just let yourself in and wait for them inside you know what i mean or wouldn't you go looking or something you, I mean, maybe you assume they're not scared ready, that but... something was wrong with them if they're not answering the door. Or not even that, but why would you immediately jump to like, oh, guess she's not home. Like, where else would she be? Because rule number nine is Brahms never leaves and, and no guests over. So clearly she's there. Um, but also, like... He's not yeah. even upset. You know what I mean? He's just like, oh, guess she's not home. Anyway, on my way. He's just like... He's there. He's a dummy. Three minutes. I'm like, come on, dude. She's screaming at the top of her lungs in just her towel. (laughs) That towel stayed on so possibly for so long. I would like to talk about that whole scene, actually. Yes, that's um, because this go. is a PG-13 movie. Okay, it's also not Chelsea. a towel. It's a bath sheet. And if you guys don't know the difference, I encourage you to learn. Um, bath sheets are enormous and towels like only cover to your butt. And that was an enormous terry cloth something. So I can only conclude that it was a bath sheet. Um, and And honestly, it was incredible. And I do give it full kudos um because she gets out of the shower only to discover that all of her clothes are gone and I would like to talk about this scene because while she's in the shower you see that she has set out her ugly coral dress for her church date um and then you see it slowly slide off the chair it was resting on and then you see her necklace slowly slide off the sink where she placed it and I can only imagine that just out of frame is is big boy Brahms crawling on his belly into the bathroom to sneak up a hand pull it down squiggle out of the room backwards and then take all of her clothes (laughs) take all of her clothes they had to do that for the movie, though, because at that point, you don't know if Brahms the doll is a possessed doll or if there's some other All of these going movies on. trying to be like, is the doll possessed? No. Give me a possessed doll. Thank Give you. Give me a possessed doll. They, that's exactly you had Chucky. Okay, but like. It's not in that, um, Sydney. <laughs> Modern possessed doll would be great, but then I thought this thought. I was like, I want a possessed doll. Why is it never the doll? Why is it always something sad, like in magic, where you're very upset at the end, or something unhinged like this, but not doesn't have that same charm as a possessed doll. But then I thought about like a CGI mouth of the doll like moving and it being like, hello, Greta. And I was like, that would be so bad. And this movie would be the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life instead of the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. So it would have to be very tastefully done. 
I just feel like it's possible and someone could do it and Hollywood is choosing not to. And and I, I mean, I write writer-director duo. Annabelle, like, is not quite a possessed doll. She's just a conduit, as as we've much discussed. Um, so Annabelle... She's not. Never, yeah, she's not she, a She never doll. moves on camera, really. Like, she'll have moved off camera, um, I just, it's not, I, I would be happy to have Brahms be possessed in a similar way where we never see him do anything, but he does things out of sight and that would be just fine for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is not that. And I just, you know, you can also be like Brahms was squirming on his belly in the bathroom to, I like that to take away her clothes because also he's trying to stay out of sight himself um yeah he would have seen like a shadow go across the shower curtain so he's also trying to be there you go but i just um i hate it i hate the whole thing oh yes that you've made that clear anyway (laughs) so she's like full naked and then she goes into the attic because okay first of all if all of your clothes disappeared i guess you like what are you gonna do if suddenly the attic is open but personally i probably would not go into it Um, i would not go in the attic i I would would not not go go in in the attic attic. Um, put fucking shoes on first you're gonna get well she she doesn't have any she doesn't have a single i would have found some of brahms baby shoes i would have found some of brahms full closet of clothes and like <laughs> wrap That's something a good around. Point. Me. Why yeah. didn't she go borrow something from Mrs. Heelshire, who certainly is not using any of those clothes yeah. anymore? Um, anyway, but she's like, this towel will do. I'll go into this attic. She bonks her head. She's out until the morning. She just is she just falls where she falls and she stays there until the morning. And I was so confused too, because I did not, I could not visually understand what happened to her. Like, I rewound it, like, three times. It doesn't make any show sense. show you in the morning. There's, like, a suit on, like, a mannequin. And so he's but, like, but it's a man. that. It's like she gets scared. She stumbles backwards. She trips. She falls. She hits her head. And it, she hits behavior. it hard enough that it knocks her unconscious for perhaps eight hours. Um, first of all, you would have such a horrible brain injury were that the case. But second of all... I am sure all three of us here and plenty of people listening have tripped and fallen and hit our heads many a time. Um, Perhaps it really has knocked somebody out. You're not going to lay there perfectly with your towel completely delicately arranged for the rest of the evening. Her towel was perfectly tautly tied around her tits. She didn't wake up and have to adjust it. It was PG-13 movie guy. I know, I know. know, Okay, first of all, I get what you're saying, but also the shower scene was unnecessarily sexy, regardless. Like, I I had her stroking her parts. You are allowed like one sexy scene in a PG thirteen movie, and so instead of the ta- like they picked shower instead of towel. And then the rest of this movie, they were like, "It has to be one hundred percent sexless. We'll just put her in a flannel and a hoodie." <laughs> yes. Um, excuse me. There is that scene where Malcolm and Greta are being mommy and daddy, and they make out on the bed in like probably the strangest body position I've ever Hated seen. Hated it. She's like in the feet position and he's like laying down. I was like, what is occurring? (laughs) But also I I was still really into it. I want to talk about this scene because this scene, like this scene did not fully make sense in my mind. So she's had a mental break. She's like lost in the sauce at this point. And Malcolm is like, I'm concerned about you. And she's like, 
no no he moves like you just have to do it and of course the first time you know she tries to show malcolm he the uh, brahms doesn't move and so she tells brahms like you have to move otherwise i'm gonna have to leave like come on like you have to do this and so the doll moves and then right after the doll moves they're like we're gonna fuck immediately <laughs> magic is inspiring okay some they're like wow anything like, is possible like us fucking right now but they're like there's a haunted doll in the house like do we want this doll to watch us fuck literally my notes are like the way Greta is including Malcolm and herself in Brahms' prayers, okay, I guess. They're the new mommy and daddy, I guess. My mother... And then they flirt, and she and she's like, I like your shirt. And he's like, my mother bought me this shirt. And she goes, she has good taste. And I was like, why is this the dialogue that we have to suffer through? And then they make out on the bed. They don't waste any time, because now they're mommy and daddy, and it's appropriate. It's PG-13. So now that they are parents with a the child, they're allowed to hook up. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And then I, Brahms immediately puts a stop. Which is it. weird because they just accepted that this is the ghost of a child who is embodying this doll. So they're like, we're mommy and daddy. We have a child in the house. We're going to leave him unattended while we make out in the other room. Like, please pay attention to your son. He has needs. It's just another like whiplash scenario with Malcolm here because like, Right after all of her clothes get stolen, rewind for a second, she's like, yo, all my clothes got stolen last night. That's why I missed our date. And he's like, he like gaslights her and doesn't believe her or whatever. And I was like, believe her, believe her, come on. And then, like, he just does such strange things. Like, when he finally sees what happens, that makes him horny. That's great. He sees that Brahms is alive. Now he's horny. That's wonderful. And then I also really loved when she was like, I had a miscarriage. And he was like, and I will give you a kiss. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. Yeah, that sets the tone really, like, nicely. I don't know. I thought that was a really strange move. But then he also is so supportive at some points. But then also he gaslights her again. Like, for example, when Mr. Butthole Face Cole shows up and he, Malcolm walks in and sees them. And he talks to her and he's like, you can't let him stay here. And I'm like, bitch, this isn't on her. This okay just showed up across the globe. But also, she's like, this is fine. I've got a plan. Her plan is just to tuck Brahms into bed at night, the doll Brahms, and then be like, you can take care of this, right, Brahms? Like, what does she think is going to happen? Because then she wakes up and there are dead rats in her ex-boyfriend's oh, backpack. And it says, get out. And he's like, who did this? And it's like, okay, first of all, if that's – that I feel like is less than what I, I thought Brahms was going to do. You know what I mean? Like, Cole was getting off light from Brahms, who we already know murdered Emily Cribs, and who Greta already – well – Okay, I guess there's a little wiggle room because um, Brahms is her son and technically the lines in the film are that, um, I wrote it down here, let me find the whole quote um, about poor little Emily Cribs. Um, hold on, just let me go and talk about Okay, so this is what 
Malcolm says, he says, I should have told you this before, but I didn't want to scare you off. A little girl from town used to come out here once a week to play with Brahms, Emily Cribs, and on his birthday, she comes out and never makes it home. They finally found her body in the woods. Her skull had been crushed. The police called the Heelshires to let them know that Brahms would need to be questioned. By the time they arrived, the place was already up in flames. The Heelshires made it out, but Brahms was burned alive up there. And Greta says, did they ever find her killer? And Malcolm says, no, they never did. All I'm saying is if you're right, if this thing is some kind of spirit or ghost or, okay, I don't even know. I'm not even sure that it is the good kind. And so it's like, I guess they're kind of implying that like somebody else murdered Emily Cribbs and and the ghost of Brahms would be vengeful because he also got murdered when he died in the fire because he knew too much. No, that's not I, what well, they're saying. Well, okay, I don't think that's what happened, but I do think maybe that was his conclusion because it's. I feel like it's it's supposed to be surprising at the end when Brahms is like, "I've killed others." No, I don't think so. I think that he was saying that, like, like. She's, like, trying to find a way for her son to be a good, beautiful son. Like, Greta's trying to be like, no, Bromsey is my little baby boy. And he couldn't have done wrong. Didn't they find someone else who killed him? Or killed Emily? But then, like, Malcolm is like, no, they never found who killed Emily. Because it was Brahms. And, like, that's why he's saying that he could be, it could be a bad spirit. Because he could be a little tiny child murderer ghost. That's what it meant to me. I mean, I that's that's what I think happened for sure. I think that's implied. I just I just am not sure what I think Malcolm thinks, I guess. I think that's what he thinks cuz Malcolm and I are on the same page cuz he's my side piece. But he also immediately is like, "Sure, I will be this evil ghost doll's father." So clearly he's not not doing so hot either. He's got a lot going on. <laughs> Well, I think at first, like, the, like, like I was saying, they're so, like, excited that, like, this little child <gasps> They're thing, like, like, yay, actually... ghosts are real. Yeah, that's fun. Are excited fun? Oh, my God. They're like, wow, this is awesome. But then he's like, oh, shit, maybe he is bad because he's blasting opera all hours of the night, messing up my hookup, and only an evil baby would do that. He's like, oh, shit, maybe I should have told her about how he probably killed his best friend when he was eight. Now that I've been cocked blocked by this ghost, I guess I should tell him that he's maybe a murderer. Yeah, that's my issue. Another issue with Malcolm. He's like withholding of facts. I'm just like, you should have told her everything immediately at the first moment that you met her. <laughs> Though that would have been a social faux pas. I would have appreciated it. I just like the way that Greta so immediately um, accepts that this doll is real and alive the second that it makes her a sandwich. You know what I mean? She's just like on board as long as she gets snacks on command, I guess. Um, just- which... You know, that's a compelling argument. If I was like, is this doll spooky? I don't know. And then it was like, but I made you food. I would be like, hmm, all right, points points for the doll. You know what I mean? Like, I've got a personal shelf chef now. Um, that's that's a, a good point. But the, the And then she's like showing it to Malcolm, and she's like, I could do this scientifically, but basically I'm just going to prove to you that this doll moves. 
And it doesn't at first because we we know that Brahms is a real person and not the doll and that the real Brahms does not want Malcolm to be his daddy. And he certainly does not want Greta to be his mommy. He just wants Greta to be his plaything. Um, and so he doesn't do it at first until Greta is like, if you don't do it, Brahms, I've got to go. I can't stay here because she knows that she is... Um, not not okay if if this doll isn't really moving and she thinks that yeah. it is um I and just, then and then once she's like you have to you have to do this or I'm gonna leave then he's like okay I'll do it and he does it and then Malcolm is like oh, wow this is exciting and and Greta just like hugs him and they're just like yay and they celebrate by making out I would do the same thing if I had real live proof that ghosts were real and it wasn't doing anything to hurt me at that time. But also when watching the movie, like in my notes, I say, oh God, poor sweetie, she drinks the Kool-Aid so fast. And it didn't make me like skeptical of the movie. It made me like really sad because I was like, oh, honey baby is messed the fuck up right now that this is like feeling that need like right away a scary porcelain ghost baby child so I just wanted to give her a nice little pet on the head and say let's go let's leave let's get out of here I just um I I struggle with the fact that she was introduced to this doll she did not try at all to take care of it and then she's like the doll is a ghost and then she does everything perfectly you know what I mean it's like she knows clearly the doll can survive without any of that and it's a ghost and it will be just fine. But instead she's like, I will read this doll poetry and I will play this doll music and I will make it food that I will then throw in the trash. It's I. She's so willing to, to immediately commit to the rules and not even like have her own ghost doll experience. You know what I mean? Well, it had started fucking with her at that point. It had started doing like freaky shit to her and she like, realize that if she doesn't do what it says it's only gonna get worse just like the ominous but she's shit. so excited to do it is my problem it's like with yeah. the, the mommy and daddy in the beginning it's to me the way that they're acting most of the time sometimes it's like okay they're afraid but most of the time they're just like i love my doll son I sure do love my doll son. I'm going to whisper to him how much I love him and I'm going to stroke his cheek even though theoretically Brahms in the walls might not be able to hear this because we we see that there's like I don't know the acoustics in the house mean that Brahms can hear anything wherever he is. Yeah. Um but but whispering is of- different than speaking if you have to project loudly when you're reading poetry and you have to play the music loud for him to hear it and then they're just whispering to the doll it's like you guys have you've been with this doll for too long it's probably a good move that you're getting a new caretaker for it now well i i still think like what i said earlier they're trying to lay it on real thick so brahms wouldn't get hip to the fact that they're piecing out forever you know like they're like he like I said he's more powerful than them physically at this point. They love him, but they're also scared of him. They know that he's killed a whole bunch of people and that he could kill them too. And also he just, they just want to like get away before like it comes out what they've done. So he needs to stay in the house until they're dead so they don't have to deal with the ramifications for it. So they're they don't want Brahms to like think anything is amiss you know what I mean I will say um in appreciation of them it does seem that they do take a short vacation before they kill themselves so I like that they made the most (laughs) of their time away 
they yeah they weren't immediately like I need to get out of here and and this is my one escape and I'm not gonna take any risks because if they were afraid of him coming after them they sure were like well but at least at least we'll take a week or two to really enjoy this you know what I mean and we don't know what they did um, but I hope it was something great I hope that What's too. The timeline of this movie, like how long she was does- hired to be there for two months, and we for see her um, pass one week with with nothing happening, and then she gets money from Malcolm Marcus Michael and her sister Stacy or something on the phone is like, "You made more in one week than I do in a month," um, and. I don't know. I guess it's, I think, I feel like it's implied that her time there is coming to an end, maybe by the end of the movie, um, and that she had been taking care of the doll for for a for while. Like a while, I think while right? Like yeah. Malcolm comes, like, once a week under under normal circumstances. You know what I and mean? I, and also, like, there's a, a bunch of points where um, – where Greta says to her sister, like, oh, send me more magazines, blah, 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 blah. And if she's all the way in the States, like, you see her get those magazines and, like, start reading them. I don't, like, it doesn't say, it doesn't have her going to the mailbox and pulling them out. But, like, she starts reading magazines, like, a couple scenes later. So I'm like, That's okay. That's interesting. I did not I feel, notice that at all. Yeah, so that makes me feel like, I hadn't really thought about the timeline until right now, but it makes me feel like, yeah, maybe it was longer. I was thinking this whole thing happened in about, like, two, three weeks, but it could have been a lot longer than that. Well, I'm I thought more... that they said well, they'd only be gone means... for two weeks, so I just misheard no. them at the beginning of the they, movie. Yeah, they said they'd be gone for two months, and and I think if the, the movie had done a better job portraying the timeline, I would have a lot fewer fewer issues with Greta's behavior you know what I mean because if you've been in the house isolated for weeks with nothing to do and no one else to talk to and then you're like really a haunted doll for company like I can I can see why you would be like yay at least I'm not totally alone I've got this ghost here um my best friend slash son (laughs) yes I've got my new child um don't talk to me or my son ever again that's what she says to Malcolm when he comes over and he's trying to cause trouble. That's what she really says to Cole when he comes over and tries to cause trouble. Seriously. So shit really hits the fan once Cole gets there. Um, And let me just say that I hate him and I hate his face, but then he took his hair down and I was like, oh no, he's hot. And then I was very upset. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, he's tall. He's really tall, and I have a thing for, like, long-haired men, and I was like, oh, but he's too beefy for me, so whatever, bye. Hate him. Glad that he is dead. Um, But, I mean, what a horrible man. Truly a terrible person through and through. A stalker. Um, Also intimidated a child in order to get her address in the first place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, little niece slash nephew of of Greta somehow Morgan. had Morgan. Yeah, Morgan should never have had Greta's address in the first place. Not only does he not need that as a ten year old, but exactly. also like you. How does he have that? I I guess he had it on the fridge for sending magazines. Maybe I don't know. Oh my god, never trust a child. Okay? He was probably writing letters or something like that. Maybe that's the moral of this whole movie. Never trust a child. 
Uh, I mean, porcelain or other child. Yeah, I, yeah, that's a good takeaway. Yeah, seriously. Um, but yeah, okay. Also, never trust Cole because he's a piece of shit. But like, I like we get it. He's very bad man. But like, who? Similar to his ex-wife, ex-girlfriend, we don't know what the situation between them is. Like, his grand entrance to, like, trying to make amends with her is he breaks and enters into the home and starts playing pool and does not announce himself. Which is, like, a cool guy way to do it, I guess, but, like, fuck you. (laughs) And it's the biggest pool table you have ever seen in your entire life. It is so large. It did make me really want to learn how to play pool. I feel like that would be a very sexy trait to have, but it's not hot on Cole, except when he takes his hair down, then it was kind of hot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for me, um, I you know, no shade to the actor who plays Cole. He wasn't the hottie of the film. The hottie of the film was just about to make his on-screen appearance. Um, unfortunately <laughs> oh for God. me, it is um, Big Boy Brahms. It is, I mean, you know, he, porcelain face covering aside, which is a clear reference to Annabelle creation. Oh, it's um, true. I, I guess in any porcelain haunted doll movie, you must also have someone wearing a porcelain face mask. Um, no, it's something they go hand in hand. Yeah, I mean his whole face aside, which which I honestly thought we never even saw in this movie, and then Monica was like, No, we see his face underneath the mask at one point, and I had to go back and check, and it turns out that's true. Yes. Um, yes. But his whole face aside, he just like has this um chest hair peeking out and he looks like um um he, he's okay. Don't want to say anything about Brahms. I've got no feeling about adult Brahms. I just feel like he's he is very sexy and he um, knows how to make a porcelain doll, maybe. And he looks like someone who would be in a different movie, like a like a romantic farmhand. You know what I mean? With the way that his costuming is done, um, and I don't I. I, I will say no more, um, well, but okay, it worked I, for me. <laughs> I have things to say as well because I agree. And the main reason that I agree about him being sexy is, okay. one, okay, great head of hair, got those beautiful yeah. luscious oh, yeah. curls going on. Like, I am not familiar with being around any men ever in my whole life who have chest hair. Every man who I have hooked up with ever has never had any chest hair ever. Wow. I, one maybe chest double hair. negative. Love. One has one. Oh my god, he's gonna kill me for that. Anyway, <laughs> um, I love chest hair. I would love to. I mean, I see oh. it on some of my hairy male friends, and I'm excited for them. But I love that. I love that it was curly. I love that his hair, top top hair, <laughs> his top hair was curly as well. Um, did not love his terrifying unkept beard that picked up peeked out from the side of his mask was not my favorite part but I feel like a lot of men have beards that look like that and they're trying you know what I mean like Brahms is clearly just like letting it grow wild and so if he were to groom if he were to groom it could be very very sexy also I will say I'm into the mask the soap brows once again really looking for me (laughs) he has beautiful eyes like the shape is very nice and the number one reason that I think that he's hot is because I looked at him, my mind was like, is that Ezra Miller wearing his own face as a mask? And I am wildly attracted to Ezra Miller 
And that's just how I felt. I felt like that in August. I felt like that this morning when I watched that part of the movie again. I don't know what Ezra Miller's chest hair is like. I don't get Ezra Miller vibes. Um, I've looked at the the guy, James Russell, on IMDb, and his face is also beautiful. Um, I'm Googling him right now. Ooh, he, oh, he's a he's this. a cutie. Um, and I I think he did a good job in this role, which is not something that I can say about everybody else. Um, no, Cole was like a not good actor in this. Are you gonna frankly, tag him? <laughs> um, when we don't like a movie, I tend not to tag anybody on social for okay, the most part because I, I don't want to be like hey. Sydney. So you're not the only one here. <laughs> things to consider now I'm just all right picturing. i take be- it back cole's a great actor he okay he was really bad. there was this one scene where i thought he did a bad job and then when he was being killed i thought he did great <laughs> so sure. there you go um i feel like um everyone kind of did a bad job in this movie how dare you speak that way about rupert evans my husband is that malcolm marcus michael um yeah, cool it's not, it's uh, not. i mean the thing is that i know that warren cohen is a good actress or at least she's good in the walking dead um she's doing something very specific and she's she's putting on such a strong southern accent that maybe it's distracting but i do feel like she's she's good in that role um, I, I couldn't tell if the acting was bad here and everyone was miscast or if the writing was just not it. Um, it, sometimes it's hard to tell where things are because you could put a great actor in a movie and not give them the material to work with. And so it's just like not on the level, you know what I mean? And I know that you guys think that every performance here is Oscar worthy or whatever. Um, never but- said that. But the movie deserves an Oscar as a whole. I wouldn't nominate Oscar. any of them on their own, except maybe Child Brahms, the voice. Okay, do you think that James Russell, who plays Big Boy Brahms, is the one being like, Greta, pick up the phone. Oh my Greta, God. I love you. This movie that I loved so much because I forgot about it that I, I I forgot that he does the baby voice, and so like that's why it's so believable that he's a ghost baby like throughout the film because you hear like little like ah, ha, 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 like little baby <laughs> giggles and like the pat pitter patter of little feet, um, and like at the end. my favorite scene my favorite scene in this whole movie is ah, and I don't have the quote written down and I should but it's when like wait I have a quote for you oh can I send it to me and I'll read it (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) the baby voice (laughs) (laughs) that's the quote oh <laughs> that's not even the one that I was talking about, but that's a good one too. <laughs> okay, I'm everybody about- tell everyone what it is. <laughs> okay, well, I'm talking about a different scene than you. I'm talking about the part where he's just done the big bonker to Malcolm. He bonked mm-hmm. him on the head with the sure. metal thing, reenacting his slaying of Emily, which they make very heavy handedly clear because there's like flashbacks to Emily dying. Um, and so Greta's about to get out the door and and Brahms is like, Greta, don't leave. Stay with me forever. Blah, blah, blah. And then he just, all of a sudden, his man voice starts coming through and he's like, don't you dare leave or I'll kill you like the rest of them. 
I thought that was incredible acting. <laughs> I th- like I said, I think that guy did a great job. <laughs> beautiful, a beautiful scene, very spooky. But you're right, you're right. The thing that Chelsea sent me that that she thought I was talking about is the very, very last bit. My when... favorite scene, my favorite part in the whole movie. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, this is super badass final girl shit though, because like. Greta gets away, she runs away, but then she's like, I love my beautiful British man, Malcolm, and I must go back and save him, which, like, some people would say that that was stupid, but as a person who is actively pursuing this man now after seeing this film for a second time, I can't blame her. Um, She goes back for him, and at first she's freaked out because she immediately sees Brahms and he's just so sexy, she can't handle it. Um, But she, like, immediately, like, pulls the, like, angry nanny card right then, and she's like, Brahms, it's past your bedtime. Go to bed. I thought that was genius. And Brahms is so fucked up that it worked. God. Very sad. Very interesting dynamic. Brahms just likes a strong woman, okay? I just don't get what Brahms wants. Because it seems like he wants a mommy, but also he made a doll of Greta using her dress and her necklace and a wig of Un- unknown how he got it um unless that the parents bought him a wig ahead of time perhaps he does cut a lock of her hair but it's not enough hair to make a full wig <laughs> like how long has she been there and was her hair long at one point and i missed it and they just, he's chopped it all off <laughs> slowly but surely over time but yeah, but, he he has made a whole doll of her that stays in his bed and his sneaky like creepy closed off attic crawl space room um where he maybe has a tv i couldn't tell if it was a tv on the wall so unfair if he has a tv and she doesn't have a tv (laughs) um that aside um and also like is he using headphones to watch it like when i had a tv in my room in the fifth grade and i knew that you know what i mean like is he being sneaky how's he anyway yeah he's using his bone conductor headphones he's used he's like (laughs) my bluetooth tv um let me just put my headphones anyway um and apparently okay as as Sydney keeps stressing, this is a PG thirteen movie, which means some of the creepier elements of this film didn't make it into the end. But apparently, in the original script of the movie, they were like, he was supposed to like attack her while she was naked after the shower. Like there was supposed to be no towel, and she was going to be fully nude, and he was going to attack her. And then the only reason he wasn't able to was because she got trapped in the attic. Instead, they were like, let's just skip over that. But it was Thank supposed God. to be a much um, more horrifying and a different way kind of film, which now leaves it very unclear what Brahms's intentions with her are when they're like, she's yours. To-. She, they, The parents don't say in their letter that she's going to take care of you forever. They say you get to take care of her forever. Gross. Hate it. Um, I thought they said you could have her. Like they say, like, she's yours to love and care for, or something like that. Um, hate, it. hate it. Hate it. But so it's, like, not clear to me what he wants, and so it's not clear to me why he listens. I think it was great of her to think of that and be like, Brahms, it's bedtime. Um, other than, I, the, the rules clearly are meaningful to him. Like, we see in the crawl space inside of the walls that he's got them, like, plastered up. Um... And, and, and what I have taken a long time to work my way around to 
is that in this moment when she's like, Brahms, it's bedtime, and he listens and he gets in bed, she tries to just be like, good night, very firmly, and sneak out of the room. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, rule number 10 is kiss good night, and it's the most important rule on the list, baby. Um, and I and I loved it while I was watching it earlier because um, I, I – okay, Rebecca earlier, who was on our last episode, um, she works with animals and she always posts cute puppies on social media. And I messaged her earlier and I was like, Rebecca, give kiss. Um, and I always say that when I see cute animal, like, give kiss. Um, and so great, great vibe for me in this movie until they were in the bed and she wouldn't give kiss. And she was like, that's your punishment, Brahms, because he's been a naughty boy. You know, he just tried to kill two people. Um, successfully killed at least one. Um, and and he he will not put up with it. And as you just heard Monica say, that's what he says. Go ahead, one more time. <laughs> yeah, he like hisses it at her. And that's, that, no, I love it. That's the only part of the movie that I like. <laughs> oh my God. I love that so scene. it's so funny, though. him just being like, kiss. 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 But then he's like immediately very creepy and tries to force himself on her. So love that. No, I don't. Um, but I do love his fucked up eye during that scene. Really adds to it too. He's got like a completely the blood, blood, blood bloody vessel, yeah. Yeah, eye because he's been in a big battle. Um, and you know I will say that again, super badass final girl shit that she stabs him in. The I thought the heart I thought she got him one and done at first um, while they're having their very cursed kiss there at the end which like it's not even his mouth it, she is kissing the mask so it's like still like a very and he's like trying to make out through that yeah. mask he's like, like he's never it. kissed anyone before it's very clear the poor thing someone put him out of his misery and thankfully Grace does um, but Greta. Does she? Grace. Greta does. But <laughs> Grace. does she? Who's Grace? I don't know. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, we are very bad at names on this podcast. We've never maintained that we were good at names. I think it's fine. Michael, Marcus, yeah, M- Malcolm, you know. What did I call that guy who's in the roommate? No one knows. Cam redacted. Honestly, Cam. I couldn't oh, say yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, like, don't even know who you're talking about. Cam Gidget, and everyone was like, that's not it, honey. And he's like, I don't know what it is, but I know that's not right. Uh, (laughs) Oh, but anyway, yeah. I mean, and the end made me mad because they're trying to be like, oh, there can be sequels. Look, he's perhaps he survived. But IMDb, the trivia is like, but is that somebody else reassembling the Smash Porcelain doll? It's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's It's like, oh, what we didn't tell you about is Brahms's little brother, Brigadier, and he's also (laughs) just as fucked up. And he didn't even have eight years in the sunlight. He's been in the walls the whole time. Is that what (laughs) Brahms the boy too? Isabel? Probably. I mean, I read the Wikipedia summary. It's not in there, but I'm sure there's a twist, you know. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'll watch it one day, but I'll have to be blitzed because I can't go into that sober. Um, okay, so that's the end of the movie, but it's the beginning of our trending topics here. 
<laughs> How could this Our movie have been <laughs> Our trending topics? How could this movie have been gayer? Like, I I really want to know what you guys think because like, where is the room for that? I'm sure. I wrote welcome could have been a woman. Sure. That's true, but then I wouldn't have sure. had my boyfriend in the movie, and so I don't want that to be the case. That was the bright That's spot true. in the it film. It could have for me. been like um like a haunting of Blythe Manor situation. You know Ooh. what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. but what I wrote in my notes was this is the straightest movie I've ever seen, and it does not deserve to be gay. No, yeah, it's very straight. It's very very straight. Those outfits, honestly, mm-mm. no, no, terrible. No, that coral dress is the straightest dress I've ever seen in my life. That's truly alarmingly straight. I will say that I feel like Brahms has some, like, innate queer energy within him. Um, As mentioned, all puppets are gay, and he is part puppet to some degree. Exactly. Oh, just a little aside, there is a point in the film that it was beautiful camera work that I want to say during this time that has nothing to do with things being gay. Sure. Where they zoom in on little baby Brahm's face when he's staring at Emily in that picture where Emily's like making the stink face. And then it like slowly turns to the side and then morphs into just like a shot of Brahm's from the side as the porcelain doll. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. I was like, cinema, Oscar, give it the Oscar for cinematography. <laughs> That's interesting because I did think there was like one or two moments of good camera work where they're, I, well, I felt like they were trying. You know what I mean? Like there's a moment where they film they her going up it. the stairs and the reflection of like the eye of a taxidermied animal on the wall. And I was like, mm. it's artistic at least. Um, yeah. And then there were a lot of, of really weird unnecessarily dramatic camera moments um like like the showers and like when we first meet Malcolm and and Greta we learn later reacts so strongly because she's got an abusive past I guess um but she like does this huge like jump gasp moment and the camera like jumps back too and it's like (gasps) and then she's like oh nice to meet you um she just immediately recovers there are so many moments where the camera work is just like are you scared and I'm just like no leave me alone Okay, that part scared me though. <laughs> that was that's the part of the movie I was watching when I was high, and I was like, "Whoa!" Because <laughs> for the listeners to know, we were we watched this movie on four twenty, so we're. I didn't. I watched this movie one hour I, before we recorded because I could not bring myself to start it any sooner. <laughs> I watched. How about this? I watched one hour of this movie on four twenty, and that was all I could handle. <laughs> you got to be so much for the twist. Whoa, so much to take note of. Um, but okay, so yeah, I agree with you though. Like this movie is so innately straight that, like, besides the obviously gay puppet um, slash porcelain doll, that's about it. Um, but Matthew Lillard. Was- what oh, was a woman though I feel like perhaps oh, that okay, w- yeah, maybe yeah. I would have liked it better if Malcolm was a woman who knows yeah I mean I always would would like a little representation in there but again I love my Malcolm so much and so alas I cannot co-sign that <laughs> um but okay I feel like Matthew Lillard has many roles that he could take in this film namely he should definitely be Brahms even though oh, for he sure. loved the man who played Brahms but like God, Maddie Lilly would have slayed that shit. Yeah, if there were any role for Maddie Lilly, yes, I could picture him doing a little baby voice. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) 
would have like, killed no. the kid. He would have delivered. Not I mean, that James yeah. Russell didn't. Again, great job to James Russell. Um, nobody could play the role better except perhaps Maddie Willie. No, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, and like, no, I can't recast him as Malcolm because again, I love Malcolm so much. <laughs> But, like, but I mean, in another world... Ba- he's not Malcolm Vibes to me, no, really. No, it's not an unhinged enough role for him. He wouldn't have been able to really show his chops. Um, and that would have been a waste. He doesn't have time for that kind of shit. Um, he's he's just Brahms. That's who he is. He is Brahms through and through, in his heart, in his soul. So, dumb bitch. I feel like there's a lot of contenders here. I feel like There's everyone a lot of is a contender. I feel like every single person who is in this movie, except for young baby Emily, who is an innocent and has done nothing wrong, is a dumb bitch. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, there, I, <laughs> I, I guess I don't have any particularly strong feelings of anybody over the others, because throw any of them in there, and I'm happy yeah. to, to support that nomination. But I there was... on all of them. <laughs> yeah, there was that one moment after Malcolm told the horrendous story about poor little Emily Cribs getting uh, brained in the woods, and then immediately Greta was like, no, not me, though. And, and to me, that line was just very, like, ripped to Emily Cribs, but I'm different, you know what I mean? And that's, that's, that's dumb bitch energy. No, yeah. I mean, if she'd been in the house for a whole month, we're not sure if that's what happened. And she got lost she in the also, sauce that way. Then it makes a little bit more sense. Also, she's in a very vulnerable place. She's going through a lot. I understand that. But also, she's, like, on the side of the spooky ghost porcelain doll. She dresses quickly up in a raincoat. And she takes it outside when she's collecting dead rats from the trap. And then she's got porcelain bronze in one arm. And then a, like a trash bag full of dead rats in the other. And she's like, are you hungry, Brahms? And I Would you like, like a rat? This, okay. Everything is bad. I don't want to be mean. And I was just about to say something mean. Um, but I do feel like perhaps <laughs> maybe the movie as a whole is the dumb bitch, but I know that I know I will get enough support here. I'm sorry, you won't have anyone else. The dialogue is so bad, Monica. This movie is not well written. I just feel like someone was like, what do people like? Haunted dolls. And then they just got like really coked up and they came up with ideas and they were just like, yeah, but what if he wasn't the doll? What if he was in the walls the whole time? And they like didn't bother to make it make sense. They were just like, and they got so excited on their own idea. And then, and and then they just um, were like, it doesn't need to be good. And they just made this movie. Shut and, stop. And- <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like, I understand, like, you not liking this movie. Like, I understand it. I understand how that could occur. And I agree uh-huh. with you that some of the, like, word My word mother writing, bought me this shirt. She's got good taste. <laughs> I have to say that I don't recall any of that shit. Because, like... I wasn't, like, thinking about all the details because, like, usually, like, things sure. that make you mad is it doesn't make sense. And, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff they don't tell you in this movie, but I feel like they, like, set up the, the like, fucking dominoes to, like, make sense once you find out what the reveal is. I feel like it's not totally crazy preposterous, and I totally 100% did not see it coming at 
all. And I, I also did not see it coming. So exactly. fair enough. Yeah. So like, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like there are some acting parts that are not good acting parts. I've never seen a worse set of clothing, except Malcolm looked fine the whole time. He just looked vaguely British and that was great. <laughs> but men's and, clothing is easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was wearing a sweater. And it was again, wonderful. The dialogue. Okay. Not great. Not great. Who cares? Not great. But that's like, I'm not getting bogged down on those little, little, little details because other little, little details. details like dialogue in this movie. <laughs> okay, but like, honestly, there wasn't that much dialogue. There's, okay, <laughs> think, about, think about this. There's more, there's a whole 30 minutes where she's just talking to the doll by herself, which is amazing. Also, side note, loved that Malcolm fucks with like, out, like fucking opera at, decibel 3000 like i loved that for him i thought that was a wonderful personality trait i also loved think about this you don't get this in other movies she made the doll a poached egg <laughs> where are you gonna get that where else are you gonna get that i was like of all things for you to make this child that is not a child and it is a porcelain doll you made him a poached egg like even wall brahms can't eat that poached leg egg later I also liked that detail that they kept all of the food and kept it in the refrigerator because, like, Brahms goes and just takes all that food. Like, actual Brahms. I love that. thought that was smart. <laughs> See, they thought that through. That's how he eats. There you go. Is this Is that accurate? Because then they show her just throwing it away at one point, and she goes, they just waste all this food. And then Malcolm says, like, sometimes Mr. Heelshire eats some of it. He ate some of it, but you see how skinny Brahms is? He's not eating a ton. He's got a small appetite. He looks like he would be a picky child. You know what I mean? He yes. looks like he would be somebody that's like, I only eat cheese sandwiches. I only eat poached eggs. That's a good diet to have, though. I love a poached hey, egg. I'm not oh my God, Brahms is skinny. <laughs> but okay, so I mean, dumb bitch, there's no way to know for sure, but I feel like Greta's up there, but the Heelshires themselves are up there, and Brahms himself, like, doesn't necessarily have dumb bitch behavior, but, like, needs to get a razor sometime soon. I, I would like to give an anti-dumb bitch nomination to Mr. Heelshire purely based on the fact that he used the word vicissitudes, and then I looked it up, and I was like, what a good word! great guy great guy and he obviously feels the most remorse about what is going on and <gasps> sandy sandy's oh, yeah. the sister's name not stacy sorry i just saw it in my notes uh, okay <laughs> good old sandy but yeah i mean like i guess we're gonna have to just be like juries out on the dumb bitch it doesn't always we don't always have to decide that's okay this movie is like nothing we've ever done before <laughs> <laughs> So now it brings us to the most contentious moment of the pod, which, like, I'm ready for whatever you say, Chelsea. I don't know if you want to go first, but it's knives out of fives, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, um, I just, I just don't, I don't like this movie. Um, you know, did I have fun at some parts on a rewatch? Sure. Once I once I gave up, you know what I mean. Then I just like let it wash over me. Um, I almost just and I was like, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> like whatever. I guess this is happening. You know, I gave up. This is so depressing. <laughs> I just um. I I 
It doesn't, there's not a lot you, here for me. You steam with your hate even. That's how broken this movie has left you. <laughs> I that's know, baby. I think bronze is sexy. Um, I think that's, that's, that's all I've got. Um, and, right. and for Brahms, I will thing. give this, yeah, for that one thing, I will give this movie one knife. I don't know. That's, wow. I, I don't even have strong feelings. Wow. I'm just like, sure, it can have a knife. One oh, wait. knife. Okay, so Chelsea says one knife. What does the world say? Just because I oh, want to remember sure. what they think. All right, well, well, would you like the good news or the bad news? I want to hear all the news because it doesn't matter to me what other people think. Only my opinion matters. (laughs) Okay. Well, you might be excited to know that on IMDb, this movie got 6.0 out of 10. That's pretty good, right? Oh, that's all right. That's a D. That's good. Yeah. Um, The the other side of the coin is that on Rotten Tomatoes, critics gave this movie 29% and audiences gave this movie 38%. So very rotten on both counts they're wrong so but that that's so okay. higher higher than my one knife which translates to 20 percent. you know what i mean so it was slightly better received by most people than than i received it um and if you go on imdb much better received maybe maybe you guys are in that range i don't know maybe you're gonna go higher i'm afraid to find out um but but <laughs> I and guess it's better than Brahms the Boy 2, which got 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know. I'm sure that's uh, a comfort to somebody out there. I, who can say who it is, but. I feel comforted, personally. But, uh, Sydney, do so you want to go do. first? You Congrats. want me to. I'll go. I'm going to give this a four out of five nine. <laughs> I'm going to throw myself yes. on the foot. Yes, bitch. I'm offended <laughs> more knives than the witch but i will concede at this point because we're on the same page <laughs> i love this stupid movie. It's, so good. it's amazing I, I love that chelsea hates it so <laughs> like that bumps it up a little bit <laughs> that, okay i'm gonna physically fight you because um i think she states away <laughs> when i looked up my calendar to see when we watch it and i saw that we watched it on august 4th i was like huh, i wonder what we watched around then the movie we watched the week before scream 2 the movie we watched the week after scream 3 two great movies sandwiching this movie why are we stuck it in the middle i don't know but the fact we that you gave this break. movie four knives out of fives and you also gave scream three four knives out of fives it just makes me want to commit violence no they're both good no they're, Chelsea. No, they're both good <laughs> Okay, Monica, you already said the same Z's, but is that your official rating? No, or are you... no, 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 okay. no, I have to do a whole rant, are you not. kidding me? Okay. I just want to say that I've really enjoyed this episode because I never thought that I'd get Chelsea to be tired of arguing with me, but she has... <laughs> I've watched her spirit leave her body during this episode. <laughs> And I don't wish you ill, but I am mad at you for not liking the same things as me. I'm just glad it's not me this time. Uh, I'll never give up. I'll never surrender. Um, But also, like, 
I'm notoriously stingy. Like, I understand that this, like, I said this deserves an Oscar, but I also like to talk, like, in grandiose terms. Um, So, so, like, that's really fun for me to be dramatic. Um, It should not get an Oscar. But I love love this movie because, like, it really fucking bitch slapped me in the face. And I I remember, like, screaming at the top of my lungs, not because I was scared, but because... I could not believe what was happening before my eyes. Like, we didn't talk about this part, but, like, the literal second of the reveal is the most incredible thing of all time. (gasps) That's true. takes the doll and is pissed because, like, he doesn't understand. I I don't blame him for being pissed. He's like, you fucking psychopath. This doll is not alive. And he smashes the head. It explodes everywhere. And there's, like, ashes inside, perhaps? Well, it's porcelain, so... It's oh, porcelain, okay. so it, like, freaking, like, turns to dust. Like, Except for the fact that Brahms can rebuild it later, but whatever. Yeah, that was stupid. I I don't like that last little bit. That made me mad. Um, Though it was spooky to see his cracked face. But anyway, that happens, and all of a sudden the whole fucking room starts, like, clanging, and all this shit starts happening, and Cole goes up to this mirror, and he's like, dudes, there's something behind it, and right then the mirror explodes. And the moment, the moment. Where you see sexy ass Brahms, his like creepy ass hand grabs the side and then his head with the doll face just peeks out of the broken mirror. Oh my god, my brain exploded. My brain exploded. It did again this morning when I watched this at work. I hope my dad doesn't listen to this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And like, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And so like, I think that every time I watch this movie, all the little dirty details that are pretty stupid kind of wash away because the big things that happen are so fucking preposterous. Um, But yeah, that said, uh, I'm going to give this movie a... How do I make it, like, repeating? How is this going to be hard? 3.999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
Oh my god. I can't believe that you guys wanted to end on this movie. Um, to me, it's not the it's greatest not a movie of all time. So it's the greatest doll movie ever. It's that a great said, movie. Um, you know, I hope you enjoyed Doll Month. <laughs> I hope you did too. This is our first foray into the themed month. Um, please DM us and let us know if it worked for you. We're trying to see if this is a thing that should occur again. Not necessarily dolls. We can pick other themes. If you have theme ideas, also DM us that. Um, but for those of you who've been like, fuck dolls, I hate dolls, everything is terrible, I'm so upset. Great news. Next week, we're doing a movie that has nothing to do with dolls, even remotely. It's fantastic. Um, who do you know of that you... for a fact? Have you seen it? Because yeah, I've seen it. it. Okay. Have you seen it, Sydney? I have also not seen it. Oh my god, I'm the only one who's seen it. Oh my god, wait, we talked it's about this earlier It's a new movie, today. Monica. Just assume I've okay. never seen well, it. Sorry, sometimes things change. Sometimes people. The do boy is a new movie, <laughs> and you've seen and loved it, and you watched it twice, and you'll watch it again. All right. Well, this I next week we we are doing a movie that is La Bonkers. It's called Ma, um, and it came out in 2019. And it is starring our, the most, like, honestly, an incredible actress. I can't believe that she di- fucking did this movie. But Octavia Spencer is the main character in this movie. Um, and that's an Oscar award-winning actress right there. I think she has an Oscar, right? Someone fact check later. Yes. Um, but, yeah, a great movie. If I don't want to spoil any part of it, but do your research if you must. But um, I think it, I think you guys are going to like it, and I think you're going to be a little upset as well. <laughs> I do know about one scene involving Missy Pyle um, from one of my favorite movies, Josie and the Pussycats. And so I I did want to see this movie already when it came out. I just, like, it didn't happen for whatever reason. Um, I am excited to see it now. Um, and, and I know people like that Missy Pyle scene in particular – um, the, the, I don't want to give too much away, but I also don't know how much it gives away. Um, but the jogging scene, it made the rounds on Twitter for a minute. Um, I think maybe people said it all to I different songs. Is, it was like a thing. All I know is that meme of Octavia, Octavia Spencer, like sit, standing on the wall, like overhearing all of like the kids. Oh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Wow. Okay, this movie had some secret reach, I guess. It all fractured yeah, into different I, parts of the internet, and we're we're living in our different movie. realms. I saw the movie, and I saw none of these memes. So, like, it's truly really <gasps> wow. an exciting experience. So, I'm excited to to move out of Doll Land, but I will miss you, Doll Month, and I'll cry a single tear after this episode airs. But anyway, thank you for listening to this over one hour long battle royale between Sydney, <laughs> team Sydney and Monica and team Chelsea. Um, if you liked us fighting for this long, please follow us on social media at spooky <laughs> underscore Tuesday. Um, you can all, that's where you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And also if you're still on Facebook, good for you. You can find us at spooky Tuesday pod. And you know, why not? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Just say something nice. Soothe Chelsea's mortal soul. It would be really appreciated. Bye, Spookies. Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. 
Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamra Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamra. And our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore OMG. You go straight to sleep like a good boy, okay? You wouldn't hurt me, would you, Pops?